Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Grizzly Bear Bets podcast on the Grizzly Bear Blues Podcast Network. I'm your host, Chase Bobbitt. Today is Wednesday, January 11th, 2023. We are finally back now that we have a clean injury report, a full slate of bets on DraftKings listed, and I'm looking forward to finally being able to record a podcast. We'll quickly go over the last two games where I had to make my picks on Twitter, just talk about what I did and didn't hit, talk about the scenario in terms of why I wasn't able to record, and then we'll get right into the game tonight against the San Antonio Spurs. Obviously, we saw the Grizzlies play the Spurs on Wednesday, so second time that these two teams have played in the last three days. So we have a good gauge of kind of how this game's going to go, especially now that we have the injury report that we do. So with that being said, we'll get right into it. And the first thing to say, I apologize for the situation and not being able to record. Unfortunately, just kind of with personal stuff that I have going on around 5, 6 p.m. Eastern time, and still not knowing, you know, what the injury report is going to be for the night, it makes it pretty difficult to be able to, you know, record a podcast and put it out in such a short amount of time. And I believe against the Jazz, Ja wasn't listed as play or not playing until about two minutes before the game. And then because of that, player props aren't listed. It makes it very difficult to be able to put any information out. So with that being said, I still do put the bets on Twitter and then, you know, react to the game as much as I can. And then also at the end of the night, we'll, we'll say what I hit and didn't hit. So looking at that game on Sunday night against the Jazz, the Grizzlies won the game 123-118. The spread was 5.5 by the time the John Morant was listed as out, which unfortunately I took Grizzlies minus 5.5 and obviously didn't cover. Thanks to Xavier Tillman allegedly looking like having a Utah Jazz plus 5.5 there, missing those free throws at the end. So that was unfortunate. We did hit the over 234.5. We hit Desmond Bain over 22.5 points. Jaron Jackson Jr. over 18.5 points, which was our play of the game for the night. Tyus Jones over 1.5 threes, who has been incredible since John Morant's been out. We'll talk about him in this San Antonio game next. And then we had Mike Conley over 10.5 points, which didn't hit, unfortunately. Wanted to show some love to the Memphis Grizzly legend, and he did not repay the, the favor there. But I've said many times that the Utah Jazz are my kryptonite, and up to this point, the Grizzlies kryptonite as well after that strange road trip that they had in Salt Lake City a couple months ago where they lost two games back-to-back in Utah and John Morant didn't play in one of those games and just a bunch of weird stuff in that series. And this has been a weird team all season, just not kind of being able to gauge if the team's going to try or not. Unfortunately, they did uh, get back at me yesterday. I live bet the Jazz at halftime of the game against the Cavaliers, and then Jazz ended up winning like a seven-point play at the end of that game. So frustrating there, but we did go 4-2 and two for the Grizzlies, and that was a good win under the circumstances. And then moving on to the game against the Spurs on Monday, the game finished 121-113 in favor of the Grizzlies. So Grizzlies continued on their crazy run of games, which I believe is at seven now, if I'm not mistaken, seven wins in a row. Correct. So they've been they've won every game since December 29th against the Raptors, and then up to that Magic game or after the Magic game, they were on a cover streak as well, a five game cover streak. Last two games, unfortunately, they haven't covered the spread, but still been playing well. I did not do well in that game against the Spurs on Monday night. We went for Grizzlies minus 12. That obviously didn't hit under 237 and a half. We had Desmond Bain over 21.5 points. He only finished with 15 points. We had Yaka Pertle over 8.5 rebounds as my play of the game. Obviously, that didn't hit. I think he finished with 7. Yeah, he finished with 7 rebounds, and he was right around 7, I think, going into the fourth quarter. So that was very frustrating to see. We also had 
Desmond Bain over four and a half assists. He finished at four. And then we had race to 10 Grizzlies, which did hit one of the only bets we hit that night. But that was a sweat because I think the Spurs were at nine points for a decent amount of time before the Grizzlies went over that hump. So that's kind of how we got to this point. Again, I appreciate everyone for the patience. That's also why it's important to follow the Twitter if you want the picks at GrizzBearBets. Again, we've actually had a lot of growth, a lot of engagement on Twitter since I've been gone. I've been trying to kind of you know be very up to date on Twitter and just kind of stay interacting with you guys. So I appreciate everyone for the patience as we kind of go through that. Looking at the game tonight, obviously we are playing against the San Antonio Spurs again, second time in three games. The good news is that we do have John Morant listed as playing for the game tonight, so that is why we're able to even record, and we have the line set where we do. And with that being said, the line's currently minus 13.5 in favor of the Grizzlies at home. Over-under is set at 239. So, again, we saw these two teams play Two days ago, without John Morant, the line was listed at 11. Keldon Johnson looks like he's probably not going to play again, which I think is very important when looking at this because I, I just don't think that the Spurs are that good. I also don't think they want to be that good. You know, They're going to compete. They're going to be competent. But I think if John Morant plays in that game on Monday, we'd probably have a similar line, if not the same exact line as we do tonight. And I think the result would have been a Grizzlies cover. So I expect a Grizzlies minus 13.5 cover tonight. John Morant back into the lineup feeling good. Um, the injury wasn't anything crazy. It was just a sore hip. So nothing to think that Jaw's not going to be his normal self. And I like the minus 13.5 in favor of the Grizzlies tonight. With that, I also like the over 239 just because we saw these two teams put up numbers against each other. And the Spurs, even with all the players out, were still able to score 113 points against the Grizzlies. The FedEx form, though, with that being said, is only averaging 226.5 games points per game so far this season. So... The over-under is at 10-9-1, so I think this is a good chance for the Grizzlies to score a bunch of points against a team that is the worst defense in the NBA at 30th points per game against. So that right there is why I think you know the, the over-under is what it is, and I think it's important right away, and we'll do this as I'm, I'm talking to you guys. We'll look at the Grizzlies team total for the night, which is at 126.5. I'm going to make that my play of the game, make it very simple for you guys. 126 and a half minus 120 Grizzlies is my play of the game with John Morant in the lineup. You know, the Grizzlies obviously scored 121 points the other night without John Morant. Spurs worst defense in the NBA. I expect the Grizzlies to put 130 plus on the Spurs head. Thus is why I'm also taking the over because the Spurs can at least somewhat score the ball as we saw Grizzlies. I mean, the Spurs can get to 105, 107 and cover that because I think the Grizzlies will almost get to 140 just because of how bad the Spurs defense is. So we have Grizzlies minus 13.5. We have the over, and then we have Grizzlies team total over 126.5 as our play of the game. Looking at some player props now, obviously with John Morant back in the lineup, that's the guy I'm going to go to first and kind of see if there's any value there. We saw Steph Curry come back, obviously a much bigger injury the other night, but his line was at like 21.5 last night. Easily crashed that. So I think John Morant should be in the same boat. We currently have him at 27.5. So under the circumstances, I do like the over there with John Morant at 27.5. I think he comes out firing. Again, that hip injury wasn't anything to really be concerned about, so I wouldn't think it's going to impact him. Last time we saw him on the court against the Magic, he had 30-plus and looked amazing. And he obviously loves to play against the San Antonio Spurs. We all remember that game last season where he had the crazy dunk and career high, and then the game that he played against the Spurs back in November, he had 32. So I just don't think the Spurs really have a way to contain Jaws, so I like the over 27.5 there. Really no sugarcoating it or no way to, like, just don't overthink it is what I'm trying to say. John Morant over 27.5 points is a great 
Great line to get it at. Also looking at some other job props. We have over eight and a half assists, which does seem high, but just because of the total amount of points that are scored in the game and the fact that I see a plus sign next to the eight and a half assist, I'm going to go John Morant over. I think this is a great value play considering how often he gets, you know, 10 plus assists. Obviously, he didn't have a lot of assists against the Spurs in that 32-point game. I think he only had five assists. So if the Spurs keep it relatively close within 20, 15, 20 points down to the end, I think John Morant will get this total. He hasn't gotten over eight assists since his career-high 17 assists against the Toronto Raptors back on the 29th of December. So I think this is why the line is where it is. It could be up to nine and a half, ten if that wasn't the case. So I like John Morant, especially with the plus money next to it to get his over eight and a half assists. Desmond Bain now is currently listed at three and a half assists with, even though John Morant's in the lineup, we've seen Desmond Bain since he's been back and really since, you know, the start of the season. This was one of the props that we were probably on more than anyone else was his assist note, uh, assist total going into the season just because he's done so much more on the offensive end with the ball in his hands. Over three and a half, he had four assists against the Spurs in only 29 minutes last time they played. And then a, a career high, I believe it was, nine assists against the Jazz. Granted, no Ja Morant in those games, but I still think with or without Ja, obviously with Ja in the lineup, less Tyus Jones, which means more ball handling, ball handling responsibilities for Desmond Bain. He's averaging four assists a game. I like Desmond Bain over three and a half assists tonight, which is currently listed at minus 110, so you're getting you know normal juice on that. So I like that as well as Desmond Bain over two and a half three-pointers. He hit three last time against the Spurs. He had four against the Jazz. So I like Desmond Bain to continue his hot streak of shooting the ball, shooting 40.1% from three this season. And I like job, or, <clears throat> sorry, I like Desmond Bain to hit three threes tonight for the over there. So we have a lot of overs, again, mostly because I you know think it's going to be <laughs> a high-scoring game, which would then, in, in, you know, in result, result in a lot of overs we have jaron jackson jr blocks is currently set at over under two and a half so we've been very sharp on the blocks and steals um props recently but you know more specifically obviously the blocks jaron jackson jr just looking at his last one two three four five six games in a row he's gotten over this two and a half point two and a half block total he had five against the Spurs last time out. He's averaging 3.3 blocks per game so far this season. He's also currently the front runner on DraftKings as the Defensive Player of the Year. I believe it's at minus 125 right now, and I expect him to continue that. So there's no reason, considering the fact that Jaron Jackson Jr. has gotten over two and a half blocks in every game since the 29th of December, to, there's no reason not to take Jaron Jackson Jr. Especially at minus 160, you're getting decent odds, honestly, for you know just how often that happens. I mean, he can get that in one possession. We've seen that before, just you know going back up and blocking shots consistently. So, Jaron Jackson Jr. over two and a half blocks, I'm a big fan of. And then looking at some of the other ones, we obviously have Trey Jones is over 15 and a half points. I like the over there as well, especially again because you have plus money sitting next to it. You have plus 100 for Trey Jones over 15 and a half, obviously. You know, won't be as matched up against his brother as he was in the game the other night, which is a very cool thing to see. But he has hit this total in the last three games. He had 18 against the Grizzlies just two nights ago for plus money and getting it at 15.5. And, and he's averaging 13.3 per game. No Keldon Johnson, no Vassell in the lineup. You expect Trey Jones to be a lot more of a focal point in this offense, which we have seen up to this point. 
And I expect him to do the same thing tonight with an offensive load similar to what we saw on Monday night. So, again, a lot of overs, but I think that's going to be the play for the night just considering how many points these two teams are going to score against each other and not much defense on the Spurs end. So, good podcast, finally able to get back into the swing of things. Hopefully now we have a trend of being able to actually record, assuming that no crazy injury news comes out you know, in the next couple games. So, we'll be back for the next Grizzlies game, which is going to be against the... Indiana Pacers on Saturday, so they're on just a one-game road trip, actually, against the Pacers, and they're back Monday at home against the Sun. So, again, I appreciate everyone for listening. Thank you all for the support and the patience through this podcast. As always, make sure to follow the Twitter at GrizzBearBets, especially if situations like the last two games happen, you're able to still get the picks. Make sure to follow my personal Twitter at ChaseBob at 9, and then also make sure to follow the Grizzly Bear Blues Twitter at SBN Grizzlies. So thank you guys as always, and I will see you guys on Saturday. Have a good one. Thank <laughs> you.